Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. Thanks for checking out another video. Make sure to check out StarWarsTheory.com and keep blowing up the forums on there. So today we're going to be going over Hayden Christensen explaining his scene after Anakin kills Tusken Raiders. This is probably one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. It really shows Anakin's first step into the dark side and really goes into the psychology of Anakin Skywalker and shows you, if you really think about it, that he's not a bad person. He's just a good person doing bad things out of desperation. We're going to hear from George Lucas, we're going to hear from Hayden Christensen in the book Star Wars Archives by Paul Duncan, 1999 to 2005. So without further ado, let's get on with the interview in the book. Anakin has grown up with no parental influences for the past 10 years of his life, so Obi-Wan has become a father figure for him. He loves him. But at the same time, there is still that resistance because Anakin wants to break free of what he is doing right now, which, I guess, is a theme of all the Star Wars movies. So there is that conflict and animosity between the characters when Obi-Wan won't let him make his own choices. Obi-Wan is the master and I am the Padawan learner, so there are certain things that I can pick up from Ewan because he's already been in my shoes, so to speak. I look at the way he carries himself on set and the way he relates to his surroundings. There are certain mannerisms the Jedi have because they are confident. They also stand on guard, and there is a physicality to them since they are protectors. Hayden goes on to say, This film is mostly a love story particularly for my character. When Anakin is introduced in the film, he sees Padme for the first time in 10 years, and that was a very childlike desire and attraction and affection that turns into a much more passionate love. Maybe that frightens Padme a little bit. Yoda predicted that Anakin should not be trained because he has such a strong connection to his mother and would miss his mom. So there's a fear of and longing for love, knowing that it's not going to be there. What's Yoda's line? Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. The crucial turning point of the dark side is when his mother dies. In this scene, in the garage, I've just gotten back from the Tusken Raider camp, and that's my big breakdown, when I confess to all the men women and children that I've just slaughtered in my supreme anger. Anakin has that feeling of failure. His most prominent goal in life was to free his mom, and he failed. So even though he is destined to be the most powerful Jedi, there's that longing for a greater power, which the dark side possesses. That's seductive. He wants to be able to stop people from dying, so he'll stop at nothing to be as aggressive as he needs to achieve that. So before we get on to George's final take on this scene, uh, which is one of my favorite scenes, I really feel like Hayden really understands Anakin's story and arc, and this was explained to him properly by George Lucas, of course, because he wrote it. But this is something that a lot of people don't see with Anakin, is that he wasn't just some psycho that wanted to go insane. He was just seduced into the dark side. For over 10 years of his life, Palpatine was seducing him and pulling these strings like a little puppet. And every time the Jedi Council made Anakin mad or didn't give him what he wanted or what he needed to save his mother, and in the end big things happened and changed Anakin's life for the worse, like his mother dying, he blamed the Jedi. And of course, Palpatine was right there to pat him on the back and say, well, you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? You know, things like that to kind of just lead his mind a little bit that there are other ways to learn what you want to learn. You must not have such a dogmatic view of the Force like the Jedi do. There are other pathways to learn the powers you need 
to stop your wife from dying or to stop people from dying or to reach your potential that you want, that they're holding you back, that they don't trust you. All these little things. I need your help, son. And so Hayden really puts it nicely where he says that Anakin will stop at nothing to be as aggressive as he needs. It's like fighting to stop war. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that you're doing basically the inverse of what you're trying not to do. You're doing what you shouldn't be doing. You're doing what you're trying to stop from happening. So Anakin kills in order to save life. It's such a weird oxymoron in that sense. And I feel that Hayden really understands where this character is coming from, that this character in itself is so unbelievably confused that he's seduced into this and he wants to be able to stop people from dying. So he stops at nothing to be as aggressive as he needs to be in order to make sure that happens because the Jedi sure as hell aren't teaching him what he wants to know. So now he kinda has to take it into his own hands and make sure that that aggression is applied to really sink his teeth into having this power. Otherwise, it's gonna be too late and people will die. People that he cares for. And that is the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker, the tragedy of Darth Vader. George Lucas goes on to say, Anakin's flaws, like all classic mythological heroes, are the flaws that everybody carries with them. He's struggling with the same issues that everybody struggles with, and that allows him to be human. A good Jedi overcomes those flaws. So this is exactly what Obi-Wan actually overcame. He saw all of the darkness with Order 66 and blamed himself for decades on what had happened to the entire galaxy and to his friends and to his his brother, to Anakin, you know? And what happened to his master. And he blamed everything on the dark side. And he felt he was responsible in a way for everything. I mean, he he saw his master die before him. He killed his own Padawan. He saw the love of his life die before his eyes at the hands of his arch nemesis, his enemy in front of him, who he had already thought he killed, who had killed his master. I mean, Obi-Wan's gone through the most pain in Star Wars, I think, than anybody next to Anakin Skywalker. I don't think there is another character that has witnessed more pain and gone through more of a character arc than Anakin and Obi-Wan. And you see, this is the interesting part. If Qui-Gon was alive, Anakin would have succeeded where Obi-Wan had failed him. And where Obi-Wan succeeded in seeing that a Jedi overcomes these flaws is where Anakin failed as a Jedi. At least until he brought balance back to the Force, of course, and, you know, killed Palpatine with the help of Luke, who acted as a catalyst. But it's these very interesting lessons that kind of help you understand Anakin, these, these interesting backstories from the behind-the-scenes books and novels and things like that, and these interviews that really help you know the character arc that is the tragedy of Darth Vader. Because without it, you just kind of see a, a psycho guy. And I feel like it's almost lost in time with these new generations of people coming in and watching Star Wars. Many of them gloss over it. Not the ones who are, you know, more diehard. I, I feel like the ones who see it, they just see Anakin as this psychotic being. But he's really a tragic, pathetic character. He's just a slave to his emotions and a slave to his thoughts and fears. And he's allowing that to essentially drive him and his immense powers to do these terrible things and be as aggressive as he can in order to stop people from dying by killing people. It's just, it's crazy. And it should show you what those wrong decisions will lead your life into becoming, which is eventually what Luke saw at the very end of episode six when he was about to strike down his father. And he looked at his mechanical hand and then looked at his father's severed mechanical hand and saw, oh crap, if I keep going, this is what is going to become of my life. I'm going to be just like that. And so he stopped and the rest is history as we know it. So 
I hope you guys enjoyed this information. Uh, please let me know if you want me to continue with these kind of videos. I absolutely love these, along with fan fictions and comics and all that stuff. But these, I feel like these are gems, man. Like, I could talk about Star Wars, you know, anyone can read from a comic book, anyone can read from, you know, parts in the, in the novels and stuff. But if you can really find these tidbits and these gems from George Lucas and the behind the scenes, dude, this is where it's at. This is how you really understand Star Wars and the heart and soul behind this from the creator himself and of course from those who acted in his movies because they were directed by him and instructed by him and they had to in order to carry out his story as best as they could so hope you enjoyed this one please check me out on starwarstheory.com go comment on the forums and of course on spotify where exclusive content is uploaded daily yeah so hope you guys enjoy the content i love you all i'll catch you later until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always, my young apprentices. <laughs>